0: Okay, so morning, guys. Welcome to Rob's Client Hot Seat. We did, in fact, actually do one probably a year ago, maybe. Probably
1: even longer back than that, wasn't maybe
0: it? <laughs> longer than that. Um, so that was that was your kind of first three, four mm. months in, maybe. Um, yeah. So what like we said, we're going to do it again. Look back over Rob's time, his journey, obviously before the Rise and Conquer began, and what life was like before, what it was like during, and obviously what it's like now. We're going to go through uh, Rob's biggest wins, the biggest lessons, um, any advice, that he would give you, and just find out a little bit more about Rob and what he does. So I'm going to welcome Rob. What I want to know is, first of all, mate, who are you? We know you're Rob, but who are, who is Rob?
1: Uh, yeah, always a funny one, that sort of, you know, who are you? I suppose it's a bit of sort of what are you and so on, isn't it? Uh, so I'm Robert Doick. Um, don't know much about the surname before anyone asked. Possibly Huguenot descent is as far as that's got. I'm not really fussed about finding out which is quite bizarre when my daughters are quite um curious about its origins um when i was a kid it was never a big deal to name but as you get older everyone's sort of oh where's that from where's that from uh so i'm 48 now uh lived down south all my life uh managing director of 10k electronics have two daughters married um late to sporting activities shall we say which um will come out more as we talk about where i've come from
0: okay anything
1: else in there you'd like to know in a quick synopsis uh, any,
0: any anything you want to tell us mate anything anything goes we'll go as deep as you want to go today so any um, science
1: fiction fantasy nerd used to be into horror probably less so now um yeah still at heart a nerd like geeky stuff love cars um, still interested in science and all that side of things.
0: We'll come on to the, the cars and the uh, all the comic book stuff and stuff later on, because I've got a couple of things I want to ask you about that. So you've covered what you do, how long have you done that job for and uh, how did you get into it?
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, that, that, that of itself is quite an interesting story in one sense, um, how I've got to my working life and so on. And funnily enough, it's something I've been talking to my daughters about at the minute because they're both... Uh, getting to points in their life where they're making decisions about where to go and so on and seeking advice and even some interviews I've just done recently with some people it it sort of came up in conversation so I've been with the company I'm with now 15 years I think Um, didn't come in as managing director I've only recently taken that role in the last couple of years and really that's very similar to um, my sort of life experiences in general anyway I I suppose the one thing I didn't touch on in, in my background, which i now bring in now because it, it, it's personal, um, music has also been a massive part of my life, or certainly my younger life still is in a subtly different way now, just I still enjoy it. But at one point I, I played music, I was a bass player in a band. Um, so I did well at school naturally, um, tended towards science, which later is partly why I sort of got into the engineering side of things. Um, but I can't remember what sort of age, probably somewhere around around early teenage years, um, got into, well, basically got into heavy metal, um, which very weird progression into music, actually. I think I went something like Madonna, Beastie Boys, Iron Maiden, Kiss, Metallica. I think that was my quick musical progression. Um, took up an instrument, and that then sort of took over my passion in life and when i finished my a levels um i didn't want anything more to do with education i just had a gutful of it at that point and i was going to be a successful musician in a band so what did it matter okay, anyway awesome. yeah exactly exactly that that um you know did gigging and all that sort of thing and and we did actually come close to we had interest from a small record label but we lost the drummer just before that happened and for whatever reason it it, it just we could not find a suitable drummer and it all just fell apart. It was one of those sad stories that millions of other people go through. You know, it's, it's like anything right place, right time, all that sort of thing. Um, you need everything to come together. So um, I sort of fell back into work off the back of that. Um, I, I, I basically got a job where my dad worked because the boss was a friend of the family, had gone to school with my mum um so it was you know easy backdoor Yeah, you can come work here so I thought yeah great I'm earning cash originally it was to support the music side of things as that fell apart it was just yeah I'm earning money doing what you do at that age basically um spending it on drugs alcohol and women and wasting the rest <laughs>
0: um
1: and uh, uh you know enjoying life and then you sort of get to hang on I'm in a dead-end job what what am I, where am I going from here sort of thing um and i basically flunked out the job and ended up on the dole for a while and ended up going back into education, realized I've made quite a big mistake coming out of it. Nowadays, I'm talking to my daughters about, you know, maybe a gap year, that sort of thing could be beneficial to just stop that burnout, but then carry on with the education to to get as far as you can. Uh, So I went back into that. Um, I was actually going to be doing a business studies course and on the computing element, just really enjoyed it and I think two weeks before I was due to start flipped to doing a computing course uh did very well on that um came out of that and went to work at Eurofirm uh, as an engineer progressed there over a few years swapped from there to uh where did I go from there oh yeah they were doing some I basically fell foul of not getting a pay rise one year. They, the cost cutting measure that they did was they just randomly selected people that would not get a pay rise. That basically gave me the incentive to FU, uh, particularly with at that stage, I think was probably when first daughter was on the way. So uh, left to see us, uh, but based up in Burgess Hill who do flight simulation through them, Uh, One of their suppliers was 10K Electronics, Uh, my now employer, uh, jumped ship after a few years across to them, came in as a sales role there and slowly progressed into operations and eventually managing director just by getting on, doing the work, being recognised for what I was uh, capable of, I suppose. Uh, So I did not plan how I got to where I am, what I'm doing now at all. It was just one of those life journeys It just happens like so many things
0: what i got from that was you never planned to work you planned to be a rock star yeah um and now you ended up where you are so that's that yeah. a lot of that i didn't know mate so that's that's really cool and thanks for sharing all of that yeah no worries if henry has put have you got any recordings from when you played uh n- not
1: myself um the guitarist i think still has some kicking about we, we were a fresh fresh band back in the day because Henry,
0: uh, I know for a fact, loves a bit of Metallica and all that yeah. kind of stuff. So if you can get hold of it, <laughs> pick it up in the group, because we'd like to hear that. He's uh, <laughs> smashing up guitars on stage and stuff. Um, that's really cool. So um, what I want to go on to next was, so we, we know about you, we know about your career, etc. Um, mm. What did life look like before you did, like you you joined me as as mm. the program didn't even have a name at the time yeah. Um, yeah what did life look like then for like your fitness your health your your overall yeah your overall health what, what was that mm. like
1: before that, that's what I sort of mentioned a little bit um earlier about uh I'll, I'll come to the sporting side later um from an earlier age as a kid uh sport didn't really interest me Um, you know mainly it was everyone doing kick about football in the playground and I had no interest in football whatsoever Um, PE was just a sort of uh, what's that you know forced to do it sort of experience when I was younger Um, and it was actually later on uh, in my 20s I suppose uh, although I did go through some phases of weirdly badminton and trampolining being things I was good at uh, if I remember right going through the sort of whole school side of physical activity um but then i i in my 20s uh, a work colleague dragged me out mountain biking um and absolutely loved it had a whale of a time got hooked on that for a while off the back of that took up road cycling for a while to improve my fitness was doing races there set myself a goal with the london to Brighton. um trained for that which was when i read I, f- I think it's joe Freel's book if i remember right um that's all about periodization and so on got quite hooked on that set, made my own training plan um doing like in the winter focusing more on running and swimming to distract from the uh cycling for a bit and then coming back into it so you're sort of more refreshed and slowly building up base miles and all that side of things um So did all that, got quite hooked, got quite lean at one stage, you know, was doing quite well in in cycling. But then kids, family, all that side of things happens. And when they're younger, not too bad, but you slowly make less time for yourself um, and slowly become the dad taxi and all those sorts of things and slowly put the weight on. And you don't notice the weights going on. and you go up a jean size and you think, yeah, it's fine. Don't worry, it's only a jean size. And you go up another jean size and you think, yeah, it's fine. You know, that's what happens. You're getting older. And um, I, I'd basically given up cycling completely. I, I got to the point for various reasons. I just stopped. And cat being noise in the background. Um, and I, I guess a few years, like I say, the, the, the trouser sizes have gone up a few times. Uh, work trousers were tight and uncomfortable. And... Uh, um uh that was sort of there at the back of my mind probably drinking a bit too much stress and work um that being the way to manage that um and then yeah neat being on the cusp of going up one more gene size I think I was probably at or going to 36 inches if I remember right something around there maybe I was in a 34 about to go up to 36 thinking shit really Um, and running downstairs one day, and yeah, you get fat wobbles as as you're getting a bit bigger, but you don't think too much of it. It's when it was the one on the back, I remember thinking, I do not want to feel wobbly fat on my back. Somehow you sort of dismiss a bit of a fat wobble in your waist. You think, yeah, that's fine. You feel a little bit in your chest. Yeah, that's fine. Back. Hang on, what's going on here? Um, So that combined with the on the verge of going up another waist size was, I need to do something about this um and that's i basically stopped drinking at home at that stage just switched it off um because i would started doing that at the weekends like we all sort of do but the weekend got longer it became thursday friday saturday then sunday would creep in if it's a shit week tuesday or wednesday is acceptable before you know it you're having three four drinks regularly uh, which obviously doesn't help so i stopped that signed up with south coast gym uh probably a couple of months after that and started dabbling around there and then uh saw your post i can't remember whether it was a late december or literally just into january it might have been an early january it was early thing january. yeah it's
0: like uh, it a was-
1: sort of seven day or ten day challenge thing
0: wow.
1: and fun enough i fell on well around the same time so i couldn't do all of it but the few bits that i did they were sort of like okay that's interesting i was equally at a stage of doing a little bit in the gym that i sort of picked up uh, but was sort of what's all this other kit here don't know what this is so was I suppose reaching out initially to sort of find someone that could help me with what to do in the gym and set me on a bit of a direction I suppose and as you alluded to it was around the time that you were making changes yourself um, and I sort of just fell in at the right time as such and I became a guinea pig for a little bit probably.
0: <laughs> yeah and yeah I mean that I think you were uh... My first online client, if I do remember, mm. uh, and obviously that came in. You you started maybe. I
1: think st- I started in the February then, didn't I? Maybe late January, around that time, the January Feb, mm-hmm. and then of course COVID hit in. Before long. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I think I'd got three or four weeks under my belt with the spreadsheet that we were using then. That's what I seem to remember. Maybe we got to four weeks in.
0: Yeah. So, for those of you that don't know, before we used TrueCoach, we literally used Microsoft spreadsheets to do programs. So you had to manually type in yeah across in a sheet like you would in an accountancy. Um, so we have upgraded the software a little bit since then. But <laughs> um, yeah, so that's that's sort of why you kind of got into it. Um, mm. If you've got any questions, guys, or anything like that, just chuck them in the box and we'll go go through them as we go. Um, so probably a lot of you will resonate with why Rob has got into it as well. And and like obviously said, he, he had the back fat um, and he wanted to make that change as well. So obviously going from cycling to knowing what to do in the gym, and that was kind of that was really why, wasn't it, just to drop a drink, gene size, and
1: um, yeah, the, the the original intention was purely physical. Um and, and and again, that's why some of this, as it comes out, will be more interesting, hopefully, for others as well. Um, certainly my intention was going, I want rid of that fat. Um and to some extent, even having been into South Coast Gym initially, um for cert- you know, for some new people, this might help. Um, I found that quite intimidating at first, sort of going in and seeing all these developed fit buff however you want to put it looking people and thinking shit what have I let myself in for (laughs) something in one sense um but yeah initially it was just I want to do something that is going to take this fat away shall we say um I didn't necessarily associate that with happiness unhappiness anything like that at that time um and I didn't necessarily have well didn't, didn't have any strength goals, any physique goals, anything like that. To my mind, seeing all these people looking the way they did when I went into the gym was like, well, that's not me. I'm never going to end up there. And I'm mentioning that now because that is something that has evolved over time during the process. But certainly at the start stage, it was just, I want to get rid of that fat. I want to feel better about myself. That was probably about what I was after.
0: Okay. So again, a lot of people, they'll come in to something like this just right i want to lose fat but then if yeah. we look and we, and we look at um so the question i've got is so why do you sign up so we've covered that how has just wanting to drop some body fat and drop a gene size changed to what you've evolved over the past year so like what mm. what has changed now what what do you want to achieve now
1: yeah so that, that's why I deliberately sort of paused that a little bit there to keep that open, ready to, to sort of um, explain how that's evolved, because um, on the body fat side, as that comes off and it doesn't fall straight off, but there is definitely a very quick uh, change in your body weight when you're weighing yourself. That's one thing I certainly initially noticed. And then you hit this sort of phase where it's more progressively coming off. There's a more progressive uh, change in, in, in how you're looking. And, and certainly, and Rory will attest to this, you know, work colleagues sort of saying, God, you, you're looking different, you're looking thinner, you can see you're, you're doing something. Um, but then you start to get to that um, phase as well where I suppose you're starting to look not just that you've lost weight, but that you're looking leaner and you're starting to notice some of the um, physical muscular changes, even though they're more gradual and slow, you start to notice them. And you start to see certain things think, oh, I like how that looks. I like that. And that starts to motivate you more, Yeah, you know, because it's not, it's, it's going then away from just fat loss into more body recomp. Um, and you go, yeah, I like that. I like how that looks. I want a bit more of that. Yeah. I want bigger shoulders. Now I want bigger arms. I want my back to look uh, more muscular. And some of that goes back to the old fantasy things and some of the artwork around there. I remember there was an artist, Boris Falagero I used to draw fantastic backs on, men and women and, and now you're sort of seeing uh, my own development there going, yeah I'm never going to look like that completely artificial construct he used to draw but it has fired a sort of memory of it as though well, yeah I'd like a nice back why not if I can do that and I'm starting to see some of that development now um, so there's that side but then there's the other thing that I didn't expect in it at all which perfectly coincided with coronavirus um, the mental side I knew from the years of cycling and so on that when you go and do a physical activity, obviously it releases your endorphins and all that side of things, and you can feel more, um, more energised, more pumped up, more uh, positive, more mentally stronger, all those sorts of things. Um, but it, it, it was more just that initial thing when I was doing that. I used to get a buzz. Certainly, mountain biking sometimes a bit of danger. You'd get a bit of buzz. Um, I hadn't appreciated getting that back with going to the gym, how it's not, there is a buzz, it's a different buzz, but you get something from releasing all that when you're, when you're working out, when you're pushing yourself, which early days I was pushing myself, just picking up a bloody dumbbell, which is surprising now, you know, even just the, the, the little ones and twos could uh, push me, but um, you know, you get a bit of a sweat on, you feel good because of that. You come away afterwards feeling good from that Um, But it it, it carries with you. It's not just there and then after that workout, you start to feel more energized generally. And I know some of that came from working on the sleep and obviously the nutrition as well. That all feeds into it. Starting to look after myself overall, I started to feel better in myself. The physical strength gains seemed to be matched with mental um, health gains that that my brain started to feel stronger. I I felt more in control more composed um i mean there have been with coronavirus there have been so many stressful scenarios for everyone i know but running a company as well has particularly heightened that there's been some bluntly some really crap times that previously i looking back reflectively now don't know how i would have coped um whether it would have been purely drinking to farm far too much excess whether it would have been, who knows, maybe even actually ending up taking time out of work through some sort of mini breakdown or something. Um, But the going to the gym has, has just made me more mentally capable. And whilst I have nonetheless had my stressful moments, I've been able to help and support my colleagues as well. And I think they've seen a change in me over time as well, where... I've gone from someone that sometimes showed too easily things getting to me. And now I think I'm wrong, I still do from time to time with with the weight of things that are sometimes going on, but I'm much more able to be there for them and they get the support that they need. And and I've done that not just in work, but then with my family as well. Um, They've had me there more when they've needed me and I've been able to support them. And, and a lot of that has equally, ironically, come from, and this is probably a question you'll ask in a bit, so I'm jumping ahead a bit, but a lot of that, I think, comes from making a fundamental change to put myself first as well, um, something that is counterintuitive. You wouldn't think you're going to help other people by putting yourself first. Surely the only person you're helping is yourself. And it feels it felt really wrong when I first started doing it. It's like, well, how can that be right? How can putting me first help other people but it does because you're by looking after yourself you're in a good place for that day that week that month um you've you've made sure those things aren't stressing you um something as simple as making sure that I'm going to the gym when I want to therefore there's times I'm leaving work earlier to get there that means I'm not fretting about getting there when it's busy and oh, I can't get on that bit of kit, I've got to wait and so on, makes my life a little bit easier on two days out of the week. Because of that, when I am at work, I'm not worried about it and I can support everyone at work and I get home at a more sensible time rather than much later because I've gone to the gym later, it's been busy, I've had to wait to get on stuff so I don't walk in the door grumpy to to my family. Um, So by making one little simple change there to put myself first so i'm going to leave work early on those two days to get in the gym at a more sensible time i can support everyone and it, when you talk it through like that it makes obvious sense but the whole idea of just putting yourself first initially doesn't you think well how's that going to help other people uh so that's that's another massive thing that i've found um overall for it through the 18 odd months now is, is focusing on that as well has, has really helped and changed
0: and just touching on that as well like you said um That was one of the biggest things for you. Mm. So not only does you putting yourself first make you better, but like you said, you've impacted your family. So you've impacted obviously your wife, your kids, Mm. parents, all that kind of stuff. You've you've impacted your work colleagues. So from you doing that, you've impacted all these other people who that's probably rubbed off on their friends and family as well because they're being looked after better, better, all that sort of stuff. So you've been at the top. Mm. amount of other people that have been impacted because you've put yourself first and given your best that's yeah loads of other people um so that's that's a really cool insight as well so this is why obviously we say put yourself first because then you're going to be able to serve others better Mm. so Mm. really good insights there um anything else you wanted to add or happy me to move on uh
1: i've forgotten what question we're answering now (laughs) Uh,
0: so, yeah what what has changed now so the, the biggest thing for me it stood out there was obviously yeah put yourself first um what do you feel have been the things that have helped you thrive the most <clears throat>
1: um so i've probably already touched on that really we put myself first yeah.
0: um I actually wanted to add to that or was that the, the kind of main sort of principle Yeah, I can't, I can't think of. Uh,
1: I suppose the other thing as well, um, which equally might rub off a little bit on some of the other questions coming up, uh, but the accountability as well. Um, it's difficult personally, I would say it's difficult to always be accountable to yourself. Um, It's easy to make an excuse that, oh, yeah, don't worry about that because or whatever. Um, Initially, just being accountable to yourself as well. Um, But then as the programmes progress, being accountable to all the other people within it, that that equally has helped as well, because If you put something, I'm going to do this. I'm going to try and get my deadlift up to this this week. Um, I'm going to, you know, the second goals that we do each week, I'm I'm aiming to do this. I'm aiming to talk to this person, deal with that issue. Ordinarily in your life, if you put that down on your to-do list for the day or however you record it, your post-it note, whatever, you can just, I'll put that off till next week. I'm a bit busy. Because I've said it early stages to you, as the uh, group has developed, shared it to the group, it's, it's out there now. I'm no longer just accountable to me. I'm accountable to everyone else in the group. And therefore, if I don't do those things, I feel worse about it than only feeling bad for myself. Um, although you start to learn through doing that to be more accountable just to yourself. You've, I've found I make less excuses now because I've got used to being accountable to more people it becomes a sort of feedback loop therefore to next time you can just be accountable to yourself on something because you've got in this good mindset of being accountable. Uh, But it's certainly helped strengthen that over the time. And and so I'd say that's something that's helped me to thrive.
0: No, Massive, mate. Yeah. Accountability is obviously one of the the things that we, we aim for in a program. So that's, that's really good to hear. Um, So far three biggest wins overall
1: um i mean obviously how i look at the moment
0: <laughs>
1: um i know you know it's even just here looking at myself in in the camera there you know i can see i'm thinner in the face and Fun funny enough i've just um had to renew my passport and so on and, and we've all had a laugh over the photo because it's so different to, to the last one um so and, and tied to that the uh, pictures that we've shared recently you know there's a long way to go for now where I'd like to get to, but I love the way my back's looking. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's nice to sort of feel happy about something like that and feel comfortable to sort of not exactly brag about it, but want to share it and say, you know, look, look how my back looks. I I like that. That's looking good. You know, it's so, so that's certainly um, a big one for me. And, That obviously ties the the original reason for coming in, the sort of physical side of it. Um, But I think, I mean, this is veering towards being, yeah, it is the winds, isn't it? Um, I think my mental strength slash confidence as well, which isn't something I came in for looking for at all, as as I touched on, um, I feel so much more resilient. I mean, I've been good over the years at being knocked down and picking myself up. In general, anyway, um, but even so, you over time get tired and weary. I've I've been able to pick myself up from more I've been able to pick myself up from tougher, harder scenarios. All the crap that has gone on over the last couple of years, um, that undoubtedly is I'm stronger mentally, not just physically, than I was. I'm more able to support colleagues and so on than I was able to. So that's that's probably a massive uh, win for me, and. I'll go for the cheesy one then I feel f- more fulfilled I feel more happy I feel more happy in my skin of me of being me I'm I'm happier being who I am but equally I think who I am has changed um, it, it's progressed and is evolving as I'm going through this and I'm therefore becoming someone that I like more not like I didn't like myself but I'm, I'm happier with who I am and, and yeah no I do like myself more now I think that's true actually
0: that's massive, mate. And that goes back to the identity stuff about like yeah. the changing of the jackets, like as you over the last two years, your jackets have changed multiple times with all the mm. things you've had to cover. Like obviously with, with COVID, with work, with all the stuff that you've achieved so far, your, mm. your identity has changed from two years ago.
1: so I'm just reading Henry's question for oh, later
0: <laughs> I'm going to come to that but yeah I mean yeah. I think yeah like from when you started from where mm. you are now like I don't know if there's many other people that have been and gone and that sort of thing but yeah everything's changed like you you came for just that one thing mm. and I thought oh Rob might be here for three months get his results and then be gone because at the time honest, like, that's
1: what I thought I was doing yeah.
0: <laughs> I thought happened at the time. You did your three months and and you moved on. But yeah, like mm. as I said, like there's been so many changes, especially mm. with the mental side for you. Mm. There's been so many changes, and obviously all all for the better reasons as well. Yeah. Um. So yeah, there're three massive wins there, and um. Yeah, take notes, guys, because that's that's what the program does. So obviously, mm. the physical side, your confidence and um what was your your third one the happiness wasn't it
1: yeah yeah happiness and fulfillment
0: yeah perfect um okay three biggest lessons
1: uh so really on that you know i'll go back to the accountability that that's that is a big lesson i think and and it's not just um what i've already touched on with being accountable to yourself the group and so on yeah uh, just about say your nutrition and the gym and that side of things it's just be more accountable full stop um you know take as, as i've made a note to myself here take ownership of your shit. Um, it's so easy to and i'm thinking slightly work scenarios here particularly and sometimes maybe at home as well you can do something and really sometimes you should just say yeah you know what i got that wrong yeah, I shouldn't have spoken to you like that, or I'm sorry, all those sorts of things as well. Take ownership for what you have done and be, that's why I'm linking it to accountability, be accountable for what you have done, what you've said, who you have been, who you are. Um, I haven't had a great past in various ways, influenced by parents as we have touched on on a few posts recently. Yeah, and there's things from that that I've now got to be accountable for, but at the same time, I'm a different person now I'm moving on so um, own your past own who you are it, it, that accountability I think is a much bigger thing than it first sounds um, you know initially it's just oh yeah I'm gonna say I'm going to go to the gym this many times I'm going to hit these calories and that's it no it's it's you can make that accountability as big as you want it to be um, so I think I think that's one of the things um, to prioritize yourself uh as i said and that it sounds counterintuitive but it's 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 so important to do that prioritize yourself look after yourself because by doing that you impact so many other people you're able to support them um i think it's i forget your phrase for it it's about not being able to serve from an empty cup or something isn't it it's it's that sort of uh thing for it and the other thing i think is consistency at the end of the day consistency is what wins um i i The results that I've posted recently, I wouldn't have known I was going to get those 18 months ago. And you look at a weekly photo, you wouldn't see that happening. But you look back at your photos and your measurements that you're taking a few months on, three months on, six months on, you'll notice a difference. You go and have a binge, you go out, you know, with friends, have some beers, whatever you happen to do. You think, sod it, I've had enough of this, I'm having a curry. Um, Yeah, all those sorts of things. You think, ah, that's it i've ruined it all give up it's one day you know have an ice cream go out with the kids enjoy yourself all those sorts of things it's it's one day it's not the end of it it's that accumulation of consistency over a period of time that will give you what you're looking for whether it's physicality whether it's the increase in strength if you go in deadlift every week and put on even 2.5 kilos each time or maybe a couple of weeks you can't but then you can again it doesn't sound like much, but over time, that's going to add up and you're going to have doubled or tripled what where you were before that. So it's keep getting in there, being present in the gym, thinking about what you're doing, sticking with your nutrition consistently over a period of time. The odd blip, the odd fuck up. So what? Don't worry about it. Don't beat yourself up. Next day's a reset. Start again. And you will see whatever benefits you are or results you're hoping to achieve. You will see that through that consistent approach to keep going in day in, day out and applying what you're aiming for.
0: That's, yeah. And that's, that's really powerful, mate. A little analogy that I use for that is you know, you've got the, um, in the arcade where you put the two P's in. Yeah. Essentially, all the money comes out. If you think every day you're putting a two P in the slot, Mm. you might not get, you might not see results for weeks and weeks at a time. And then eventually, like you hit the jackpot, all those two P and that's like that consistency, like just turning up every day, just putting the two P in, and then eventually, like like you said, you've been consistent and it's Mm. it's exploded. Yeah. So yeah, massive. Well done. Um I've got a couple more questions. Yeah. Uh, We've got if a film was made about your life, who played Rob? (laughs)
1: <laughs> who would I like to <laughs> yeah um, oh god that's a, that's a tough one that's a tough one um, yeah I, th- I think uh, a, a couple of us have shared recently I mean um, physical goals certainly Jason Statham would be a great one uh, in one sense but realistically um I'm probably going to say someone like Ryan Reynolds, someone who just comes that or The Rock, someone that just comes across as a nice person. And and that's the funny thing. You know, I could be saying The Rock because of his physicality. No, I just think they're such nice. They come across. I mean, you know how much of that's a persona, but they both come across as such a nice person, seem so honest um Dave Grohl whose book I just read uh, was the drummer with Nirvana now obviously fronts uh the Foo fighters again just comes across as such a nice open warm person that that that's more of what I've sort of learned about how I want to be who I want to be I, I, I want to be someone that once upon a time I would have thought I wanted to be respected I actually don't care about being respected anymore I just want to be honest about who I am and and have people that like me for who I am. So I think I would veer towards people like that, that you just go, oh, they're a nice person. Um,
0: yeah, that's my
1: answer.
0: Nice. Uh, okay. Death row meal. Oh, Mainly. god! Uh,
1: can it just be a death meal pig out?
0: <laughs> Bit of everything. Yeah,
1: you see, talking about evolution again, I would have categorically, once upon a time I would have said curry, absolutely. I don't know now if, if that, if, if it's the last thing I could eat, I'm probably going to go venison for for a main um, starter. I love baked cheeses, that sort of thing. So I reckon um, the breadcrumbed camembert with cranberry sauce as the side, that'd be my starter. Yeah. Venison maybe with a chocolate sauce that goes quite well, something like that. Dessert, I'll just keep going. Just bring me anything. Uh, uh, I've ever since I was a kid, I've loved Black Forest ghetto. That or tiramisu. There we go. And and probably Merlot alongside it. But um, uh, GNT to start, merlot with the food, and a beer just to knock it on the head.
0: <laughs> Fair play. Um, so they're all the questions that I've gone through today. Um there's one that Henry's come to. Guys, yeah or anything or anything that you want to share pop it in the box um so Henry uh, a question probably uh, from all the end if you could go back about three years and give yourself some advice what would it be
1: uh I'm gonna sort of answer that whilst also trying to be thoughtful and open and open and answer it in a way that hopefully can help people um be be true to yourself um and be honest with yourself um I think it's far too easy sometimes not to be But also have the confidence that you can achieve what you put your mind to. You can achieve more than you think you can. It's too easy to say, I can't do that, or I don't know how. You can find out how. You can reach out for help. Um, The human body and mind is so capable of things that you don't realise if you don't unlock its potential. So just be open to doing it. Um, Yeah, have, have faith in yourself. I awesome. think that's probably the biggest thing I'd say to anyone.
0: Yeah. And, and you, re- you reached out for help at that time in January. Yeah. Where you are now.
1: Yeah.
0: Amazing. Perfect. Um, next one. Exercise that you are less keen on, but feel like you get great results from.
1: Oh, now actually that, that in one sense, I'll tell you what, I'll go backwards a little bit. That opens up something that's quite interesting that I haven't touched on that um, probably should as well. Thinking about it in hindsight. Um, Going back to when I first started at the gym, to me, it was, yeah, I want to use those bits of kit, that, the machines, basically. I thought, yeah, that's all I want to use. I'm not going to be one of those people with free weights. And what the hell's that squat rack and all that sort of – I didn't even know it was called a squat rack. Yeah. Um, and now my favourite, which I know isn't answering that question, I will come to it, is the compound movements. Yeah, the things that I never thought I would do. I love deadlifting. I love squatting. Yeah. I am less keen on benching because it's my weakest of the three, but I like trying to push myself and do it. Um, So I know that's not the question and I'll come to that in a minute. Those are my favourites. The least. Oh, dear. No, I know that one. Absolutely. Just as I've been thinking about it. It's everyone's least favourite. It's the thing everyone hates. Guarantee it lunges any type of bloody lunge particularly walking probably but even the static ones no i absolutely hate lunges i detest them don't put them in my program ever again shouldn't have said that cuz they'll be there in january now won't they <laughs> anyway,
0: i don't think touch them <laughs> no that's that's cool so um just touching on with those those compound moves so like, um deadlift bench squat mm-hmm. uh, just talk us through when you started the way mm. it, and what it is now for each of those
1: yeah i mean they, they were quite funny when you and i were just talking about it recently for the post and so on trying to think back and because some of that was pre um true coach and, and there was something else just before between the spreadsheet and the true coach wasn't there i couldn't remember Maybe. what it was called uh
0: my pt hub it that's says, it, it
1: was, yeah um so we've been for a few iterations there as well. And obviously, I'd only just started in the gym when lockdown happened. And so I've managed to get some basic resistance bands and so on, then ordered some like everyone else and took forever to arrive. So my first um, deadlift, I'm fairly confident, was at home with resistance bands and then eventually sort of doing it slightly with um, dumbbells before properly getting in the gym and doing them properly. And my form would have been to shit. Um, benching was, a, a suppose, I suppose, th- I think at one stage, weren't we doing something like the sort of lying on the floor, doing it with resistance bands under your back? Might have been doing that early days, uh, if I remember right.
0: Doing, yeah, press uh, band round the back, press up. Yeah,
1: M- might be doing things like that. Um, And I don't even think we did any time. I think it's bodyweight squat only at home, wasn't it? Um, But I definitely remember getting in the gym and I think I shared the video of the squat where it was bar only, you know, 20 kilograms. As light as you can go, other than maybe using the lighter 15 kg bar. Um, And and that, you know, considering I came from a cycling background, so would have strong legs, um, 20 kgs was tough. Yeah, it, it it was back then. It was really hard, you know. I'm a desk jockey, um, but now I've more recently done 90 with good form, slightly questionable 100kg free rep max uh, on it. So um, that's been a massive change. And I think I think there's more in there. Sometimes I don't push myself as much as I still could. It's still getting that really, really digging deep. Sometimes there's maybe another two and a half, five kg in there that you could unlock. Um, but I can see that's going to go further. My next goal is to try and get to double body weight next step. So about 130-ish. Um, Sorry, mate. Deadlift. Sorry? In its way. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, deadlift, love a deadlift, uh, which I never thought I would because I had a bad lower back for years. Just assumed that sort of manoeuvre wouldn't be for me. My back's stronger from working out. Now I, I re- I've i occasionally twinged it still, but it's nothing like it used to be, uh, which is great for me as a person anyway. Um, yeah, I, I honestly can't remember, other than alluding to bands, trying to do it with that. Um, I think early days I would have used one of those fixed weight bars in the gym. I've, I probably started with the 10 or 15 kg there, trying to work on form. I remember first time I properly doing it therefore at the right sort of height because i'd almost been starting it therefore trying to hold it in place almost like going down into an rdl um i remember the first time trying to do it and you're saying to start get the weight use the bump plates so i had the two fives on one either side and of course they're so thin it all flops around all over the place yeah and you've f- and it still felt heavy you know it's 30 kg total weight and you're like bloody hell this is And here I am now doing 110, um, which I know it's not the biggest of numbers. But when I'm currently weighing in at 65, 66, that's over one and a half times my body weight. Um, So, again, you know, my my next milestone there is to try and work on to double body weight. I've hit that on the track bar version because it's that little bit easier. Hit 135 there. Um, So my next milestone there is to get to 140, uh, which will be a nice number to tick off um yeah and and bench I can't remember where where I started with that like I say it might have been sort of doing the the push-ups with the um band around towards it I remember doing it at home in the pain palace um uh, with borrowed um dumbbells and so on yeah I don't know what weight I'd have started there maybe maybe a five in each hand maybe would have been you know doing 10 as such might have been where I was but I certainly remember even that, you know, doing it bar only and bluntly not appreciating like with so many exercises, how important the bracing of the body and so on is being floppy all over the place, thinking it's oh, it's just chest. That's all you're doing. You just got to be stiff here, not realizing how important the legs and bracing the uh, lats and so on is to that. Having um, had a couple of sessions with you where you've reinforced that, um, that. Obviously, contributing to the strength that's then come on there, and and now I'm almost pushing body weight on that. Uh, last time I did it, 62 and a half. I really want that's to psychologically get to that 65. That's going to be a that one's probably my last remaining big milestone that I want to hit. Everything after that is then going to just be those natural progressions of hitting one and a half times, two times, and hopefully more in all of them in the future. But that first time you hit body weight or a hundred kilos in anything is always quite a oh yeah I've hit that
0: and yeah that's massive mate that's look where you started and where where you've come like we said you're going to do this deadlift comp next year yeah so we've already possibly set do goals for yeah <laughs> potentially um, yeah so you've got you've got two potential goals for next year for big weights hitting and mm. it's about challenging yourself to things that you would have never done before that's why yeah. quite, quite we're getting people to do triathlons, uh, bike sprints, um, basically things that scares them and get them out of their comfort zone. So what we're doing with you next year, that's going to be like massive for you. Mm. And obviously, and then you can look back and say, well, look, this is where I was now. I've just done this. I've just pulled 180. i have beat Neil Donahue at the deadlift. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be my <laughs> I, <can't like> <laughs> I, I can't wait for that, mate. Um, yeah. Rory's put, I've seen a major change in Rob. He has um, more obviously lost weight, however, not obvious to everyone. The change in putting himself first is really reflected in himself as a boss and a friend. I know because he is both to me. So massive share there. A,
1: a, a lovely share from Rory. Thanks.
0: Um, ben Tyson, uh, thank you so much for your time, Rob. I've taken loads from your sharing. Um, That's great. Henry, lunge only workout coming up. <laughs> um, Rory, have to go. Dad taxing. Well done. Uh, one more yes, quick, Henry. Other than a big deadlift, is there anything you're still aiming to be able to do? Uh,
1: yeah, okay. Um, again, I can't remember when this was, it not be the beginning of this year, probably. Yeah, because this would go back to just before I sort of signed up with you around that time, I, I, almost as a New Year's goal. Um, I think, so that would have been 2020, I sort of thought, be nice to, by the end of the year, um, this shows how vague my ideas of what I could achieve were then, um, be nice to be able to do a dip um, and be able to do a pull-up. I had these vague sort of ideas of that didn't realise how, in relative terms, a dip was going to become easy, actually. Um, I mean, obviously not as we started making them weighted But of the two, that's been the easier to get on top of. Pull-ups are still nigh on impossible at times. Uh, I mean, they were terrible yesterday, really. I've had good days, I've had bad days. So to be able to do a a quantity of good, really nice form, strong pull-ups, I think. And by that, I mean true pull-ups, not just um, neutral grip, but because I find the conventional much harder. Um, I think probably hitting sets of 10 of those strong, that would be um, something at the minute. Then maybe later on doing it with added weight and so on. Um, But yeah, that that would be probably the thing I'd say, other than the deadlift I'd be aiming for at the
0: moment. Um, Yeah, probably that. That's, that's a solid goal, mate, to hit. Um, I can't even do sets of 10. <laughs> so, yeah, no, it's, it's a good. Oh God, I've
1: set my goals too high.
0: <laughs> and what we're going to do, though, it, now you said that, when we now redo your programming, mm. we'll look at that and we'll make that happen for, for the new year. Cool. Perfect, mate. Uh, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on and to have you share mm. your story. Like obviously, you've had some really good shares um, from the other guys as well. Um, yeah, I mean... Yeah, thank you for coming on and and sharing. Totally. Obviously, being being always it, there in the group as well, like sharing your your wins, your struggles, your vulnerabilities with everybody in the group, because everybody mm-hmm. can take from that as well. Uh, obviously, I, I-, I
1: think all of that is is you and- get what you put in.
0: Yeah, yeah, that,
1: that's been my view on it. And and initially, again, if this is of any, any benefit to anyone that's newer in or even anyone that's been here a while. Um, it can maybe be a bit, oh, I better not say this because what will people think or, you know, am I going to look stupid? Don't matter, you know, it's it's a safe place is the other thing that I think we've learned in, in, in the group that we've created. It's a nice, safe environment. You can share these things. There'll be someone that's had an experience that's relevant. Um, they can help you. They can offer advice. And that's what I try to do for people. But equally, um, I'm sometimes looking for help, support, certainly in the earlier days have been. So... You know, lean into the group, say things, ask for advice if you need it, offer advice if you've got it. it it's it's what helps create the community. The being there constantly, showing up all the time, that that's going to help create the community. Um, But all of that, ultimately, whatever anyone puts in, that influences what you get out. So be, be, being there all the time um, or, or as often as you can, I'd, I'd say, is key. You know, even if it is listening back to these things as a podcast, you Yes, it's nice to be there and participate live. Uh, You can bounce off people more. But um, even just listening back to the things afterwards, get the takeaways from them, hear the key things, take that in, turn it into your own journey. These are the sort of fundamentals that are being presented in front of us. You then have to turn it into your version of that, what works for you. Um, It's the thing about the PT, the post there, that that resonated for me. I I forget the wording. I think it was Henry shared it originally. Yeah. Don't expect the PT to come and do it all for you. In essence, it's you guys are given the structure. We've then got to apply ourselves to get what we want out of it.
0: Yeah. And that's that's a massive share as well, mate. So thank you for that. And those listening back that don't lean in as much as you should or ask questions or give your advice. um, Rob's done it since day one. And it's, it's, it's been refreshing to have people like yourself in there to push the community and and, and to help others. So, yeah, really well done, mate. I've got one more comment in. Let's see. Uh, Great, Sharon, Rob. You're kicking ass and supportive all round. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, so thanks again, mate. Um, Yeah, I'm going to wrap it there. I'm going to take it record.